Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hey, my loves. Welcome to today's episode, which is about self-love and people-pleasing. And who better to host this episode than me, a former people-pleaser, or I guess I should say a recovering people-pleaser, because once a people pleaser, always a people pleaser. You never quite uh, lose the title of being a people pleaser because um, it's something that is ingra- ingrained in you and ingrained in your beliefs. And it's just something that you work on constantly once you discover that you are one and you curb the habits. Just like an alcoholic, you never stop being an alcoholic. You just start recovering alcoholic um, once you get past using, right? And that's the same thing with the people pleasing. So what is a people pleaser? Well, a people pleaser is a person who has an emotional need to please other people. And usually this comes at the expense of his or her needs and desires, the things that they want or their goals. Um, So this is usually the nicest person that you know, the person that's willing to bend over backwards for everyone they meet and the person that says, um, yes to everything, even when they mean no, even though they want to say no, um, just because usually they're living in fear of like abandonment for being their true selves. And, um, I know for me personally, I constantly would fear that, um, people wouldn't, if I was the true me and I didn't give them into all their demands that they wouldn't want to be in relationships with me. And that was, that was true for many of the unhealthy people I was in relationships with. But, um, now that I'm learning about, you know, health and self-love and all that, I'm recognizing that healthy people don't hold it against you when you need to do what's best for you. Right. Um, they actually encourage that and they want that and they're not going to be mean about it. So Obviously, we all want to be liked and accepted. And at some level, it's kind of almost like a survival tactic. Um, If you look into like, I think it's Maslow's work, um, it talks about how that's actually something that you um, need to survive. It's like a survival tactic um, to be a part of a community or a group, essentially, right? And so in the world, we go out in the world and we want everyone um, to accept us, right? Because we want to be a part. We want, we want to feel connected. We want to feel that love, right? So on some level, it's a survival tactic, but everybody else at, at any level wants to be accepted. Um, but if your desire of being liked costs you, like your, your mental and your emotional well-being, then that's when it starts to get unhealthy, right? Um, and This is really tricky for a lot of people because I'm gonna say that I honestly had no idea that I was a people pleaser for most of my life until recently when I started uh, really digging deep and going inward and knowing myself more um, and recognizing the unhealthy relationships that I did have. That's when I discovered that I was a people pleaser Um, and I was doing some of these unhealthy habits. So it's really, sometimes it can go under the radar to really know um, some of your behaviors 
aren't really for your best interest. And I know that sounds funny, but it really is a lot of this is all subconscious. And so that's why it's hard for us to like pinpoint and recognize it. We can sometimes recognize it in others quicker than we can recognize it in ourselves. So uh, people pleasing will usually start in your childhood. Um, this is where most people are going to pick up people pleasing from. And it's usually because um, you'll grow up in an environment where there's um, codependent like parent and child relationship. So if um, you either are like the peacekeeper of your family or if um, your well-being depends on um, you making, you know, a happy environment for, you know, one of your parents or siblings or things like that, um, then you end up becoming a people pleaser. And usually this happens with um, people who have like uh, narcissistic family members or depressed family members or just unhealthy and not emotionally well family members. So it starts as a child and, and you begin to do this habit of, oh, I'm going to fill that person's cup up. I'm going to fill up who they are so that they are happy because, you know, I need that to survive. I need that to have a stable environment. I need that to feel secure in my relationship with my parent, right? And then um, when you do that over and over and over again, it just becomes a repetition. And then pretty soon when you're an adult, by the time you're an adult, you have no idea that that is what you're doing because it's on such a subconscious level. You're not even, it's not something that you um, cognitively think through the steps. It's just a manual mode that you're doing all the time, right? And that you're doing for people. Um, so what I, I really think that is important is that when we begin to um, go inward and we begin to find out um, what really, like what is really important to us, right? So what, what desires, what goals you have, what's important to you, um, then it really shines light. Then, then you can be really aware of where am I out of balance with that? Like what relationships am I putting their needs above mine and um, making their requests for me to do something or for my love or for my affection or whatever, whatever it might be, where, where is that out of, out of balance? Because really um, when it comes down to it, you can, you can do that, right? You can be out of balance and you can live with limiting your, your love and your needs and your desires. But really I think that it, that it just kind of, you end up bumping your head so many times um, and so many circumstances just keep falling into your lap that show you how unhealthy and how unhappy you are that, um, you know, eventually, no matter what you do, you're going to see this lopsided, unhealthy, um, like, habit in your life. So how do you know personally if you're a people pleaser? And, and this, that's one of the things that I did a lot of research on and I listened to a lot of psychologists and um, everybody differed maybe by like one or two things, but these four or yeah, these four different things that I gathered were um, across the board, every multiple psychologists and multiple um, people that were talking about people pleasing 
were talking about. These were the things to know if you are one or not. So the first one is, do you feel guilty or bad when saying no to others for things? So this comes down to like, if you truly don't want to do something and someone asks you to do something with them, right? Or for them, if you say no, or if you say yes, but you really mean no, you're putting yourself below like your needs are below the other person's needs. And that is a red flag. That's when you should stand up for yourself in your own, you know, to yourself, right? And say, hey, no, this I'm not gonna do this. I'm going to be honest because they deserve your honesty to the other person. Not just do you deserve to be doing what you need to be doing for yourself to be healthy, but the other person in the relationship also deserves your honesty and your authenticity, right? So, um, yeah. So make sure that if you're feeling guilty for, for saying what you really want or if you're not really saying what you want, then that's the sign that you're people pleasing and you're putting others' needs above yours and that's not healthy and that's not good. Okay, number two, um, you can't make decisions on your own. So you're, you need validation from other people. And really in the end, all decisions really should be yours. I mean, there is, there's a healthy balance to getting someone else's opinion, right? And you know, there's, you know, I, I like learning, right? I love being a student. I love having conversations with people to figure out what they would do if they were in my shoes, but really ultimately making the decision needs to be yours. And I heard one girl who was talking about being a people pleaser. She said that she could never make a decision about anything. Like she always was like, she hated making a decision about where to go um, when her friends would be like, oh, we should meet up, where do you wanna go, right? She hated making those decisions because she wanted like, she didn't know this, but subconsciously it was, she wanted to please them. And so if she made the decision, what if they didn't like the place, right? So um, think about that. If you're, and any big decision in your life, if you are always wanting everybody else to be happy about, decisions in your life, how does that really make up the fabric of your life? That's It's not their life to live, it's yours. So what do you want? That's why checking in with yourself, like I was talking about earlier, is really, really important. Like, what do you want in life? Where do you um, want to go? How do you want your life to unfold? Knowing that is kind of one of the first steps, because if you don't know that stuff, you can't really direct yourself um, and you can't be making your own personal decisions. So get to know yourself and make your own decisions. And yeah, you can ask people for advice on things, but ultimately you need to be making your decisions on your life, nobody else. Number three, um, fear of confrontation. So I was super duper guilty of this one constantly where um, I would not bring things up to people um, because I was in fear of them being mean to me or walking away if I did say um, how I really felt about how they treated me. And, you know, it would actually did come and ring true often when I would tell the people because they were unhealthy people in my life, um, they would gaslight me and then they would uh, say, you know, mean things or get, um, you know, hold me in a, an emotional ransom. Um, and that's not a healthy relationship. So if people are doing those things, a note to self, walk away, right? Because they're not there for your highest good. They're not there 
to support the best version of you because someone who really loves you is go always going to want to do what's best for you, right? And they're not going to want your feelings hurt or their feelings hurt. They're going to want to come to a common ground and that's a healthy person, okay? So um, make sure that you are, are um, enforcing your boundaries um, but if you're getting nervous to enforce your boundaries or if you're getting nervous to bring up things that are uneasy, like, you know, like topics that aren't really like fun to talk about, I know, but some, we have to bring them up sometimes. Like there's circumstances where you're going to need to have those conversations to deepen relationships and it's okay, right? So if you're getting nervous of those, think to yourself, why am I nervous? Is that, am I nervous because I'm worried that I might end the relationship? Well, you need to be have more bold and strength and say, if that person doesn't want to be in a relationship with me because I want to be healthy and put healthy boundaries, then they're not worth it. All right. Um, and then number four was to use others um, as roadblocks to your dreams. So um, this is where you would end up, you know, using someone as an excuse, right? And uh, I can't, uh, I can't become a comedian because my mom would throw a fit and hates comedians and thinks they're low lives and she would never talk to me again. So that's like an example. I, I never wanted to be a comedian, by the way. <laughs> but um, there was this one really good um, TED talk that I listened to one time, and this one woman was speaking about how how she overcame her fear of um, of her roadblocks to her dreams, which her roadblocks to her dreams was her parents. And she said that she asked her children, uh, in her mind, because she didn't have children yet, um, she asked like her future kids, or no, her future kids were talking to her, excuse me, saying, Mom, why, why didn't you become a famous comedian? And she said, well, I could have done, I could have done that. I had the talent to, and I had the desire to, but I, and then she listed out every, she wrote it down on a piece of paper. She listed out every reason why, what was stopping her. And it was, you know, her parents didn't want her to be one. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, scary, you know, like all these things, right? Like when you first get up on the stage, she wrote down this whole big list, but other people shouldn't be your roadblocks, right? And then in the end, like, none of those are good excuses. Like, if you were to, like, say that to someone, it doesn't even sound good. Like, oh, I didn't live out my life and my biggest dream, even though I had the talent and I knew it was something that my soul desired and wanted because someone else, because someone else didn't want me to. Because in the end... It doesn't really matter what anyone else wants. And even if it's someone that like you love dearly, like a parent or a, a spouse, partner, um, a child of your own, anything, right? Um, even if those people are expressing things against your dreams and your desires, one thing I do know for sure is that when you cut past a lot of like the surface arguments, people that are really meant to stick around really there for you and that are really healthy, right? Even if they're not healthy, right? And I suggest you either, you know, requesting health in your relationships or, you know, exiting because you have to take care of yourself and you can't have unhealthy people around you. But if those unhealthy or if those, yeah, if those unhealthy people are requesting 
you to do anything that isn't for your highest good and that isn't for you to succeed or to at least try, even if they don't believe in you, right? Um, trying would even just be like the journey of making you happy, but who knows? Nobody has like a, a crystal ball to tell what's really going to happen and what you're going to become. And maybe that comedian job is really just to get you to become a producer like or a stage manager. And that's something that like rock will rock your world in the future and you have no idea that's what you want to do, right? But it's like your soul is trying to hint and letting you know. So follow those things and don't allow others to be in your way. So if you're allowing someone else to stand in the way of your dreams, cut that out. That's, that's bad and that's a flag that you're people pleasing in a very unhealthy way for yourself. Okay, well, so then now we know if we are people pleaser or not. Raise your hand. It's me. Yeah, I'm raising my hand, but I'm, like I said, I'm recovering. Um, so how we can stop people pleasing. So the first, the very first thing that you've got to do is you got to value yourself. And this is, you know, across the board in loving yourself and self-love. Obviously, you have to value yourself, right? And that's what we're working on through this journey. Um, and you know, your opinion has to go above the opinions of others. Um, and you have to be your primary cheerleader. You have to be the first one to be, you know, giving yourself compliments and looking in the mirror and thinking how gorgeous you are. You have to be the first one. You have to be your number one and you have to value yourself. Uh, because if anybody's doing it at a higher level than you, you're not valuing yourself enough. <laughs> well, maybe your mom, because your mom thinks that you're like the most perfect piece of earth ever, um, always, but you should think that as well. Um, number two, um, not saying yes when you really mean no. And again, that goes back to what we talked about in how to know if you're a people pleaser, right? Um, you really, you're going to, if you do say yes to things, it's going to lead to resentment. It's going to um, lead to frustration, uh, lack of being your true self. You're not going to be authentic to people, which people pick up on, but it doesn't feel good. You know, it's just, it's all this mess. So saying yes and meaning yes when you say it and saying no and meaning no when you say it. Um, number three, take time out for yourself. We all need to take time for ourselves. That's part of the self-care that we always talk about it's you really need to take care of yourself because if you're fulfilling your needs and you're fulfilling yourself, you won't rely on other people heavily to fulfill things that they have first off no idea how to do it. Um, and it's really not their job, right? So make sure you're taking time for yourself and filling yourself up. Number four, know yourself and know where you're going. So this is like the looking inward thing that I was talking about. You need to really take a step and look inward and say, this is what kind of life I want within five years. This is where I'm going. That way, when someone asks you to do something with them, for them, whatever, you can actually go down that mental checklist. Is this, is this like benefiting me? Is this like for my purpose, like for my goals, like for what I want to do in life. Like if it's not benefiting me and it's not purposeful and it's like going against, like if it, you know, it's going against my health and, and the things that I desire and my goals that I want to complete in life, then it's not really a good idea. Right. All right. And then five, remove 
toxic people from your life. Now this is a whammy of one, right? Because again, toxic people was a toxic person. I think that this is something that is not commonly known what a toxic person is. And we can, cause we can sit there and say, oh yeah, you know, in the movies and um, you know, they make, they make a toxic person look really scary. Like you can see them coming from a mile away. But I am here to tell you as a recovering people pleaser that there are toxic people everywhere that you don't recognize because I don't really feel like we're taught as young adults or children even to recognize this, the behavior of a toxic person. So I am going to lay it out for you. I've done some research and I'm gonna tell you exactly what makes up a toxic person so that you can do a mental checklist of the people in your life and you can say, they're toxic, they're not healthy for me. I need to let them go. Okay, so how to recognize a toxic person. Uh, this person, a toxic person is not going to respect your values. So whatever you're, everybody's got different values and morals for themselves, right? A toxic person isn't going to respect yours at all. Like, and we don't all have to have the same ones and that's okay, you know, but we do need to be respecting everybody's values and respecting, you know, people as people. Um, a toxic person is not going to respect your um, boundaries either. So you're, you might have some boundaries um, like, um, I don't like to, um, I don't like to be hugged. That's a physical boundary, right? Um, I don't like to, um, I don't like to be yelled at in public. That is really demeaning to me you know, blah, 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 right? That's just an example of one. If someone, if you have expressed your boundary and they continue to um, demean you through not respecting it, you need to recognize that that's a toxic behavior. Um, this person, a toxic person will overlook or overstep their lines. Now, this is something that I, again, I think it really goes under the radar for a lot of people because everybody has different lines. And then even when you grow up, you end up figuring out that you have different lines than your parents do. Right. Um, so they, so for example, um, if you, so me and my husband, we ended up, um, having a, you know, uh, we didn't see eye to eye on something. And, um, I had a friend of mine who, would overstep her mark and have intimate conversations with my husband. And it was really uncomfortable when I found out about it for me because she was overstepping her mark and she was keeping it secret and hidden behind my back, which it could have all very well been very innocent, but um, that is the kind of over overstepping their mark and overstepping their lines of like, what's really appropriate, right? What's appropriate in someone's life and, um, making sure that, you know, you know, someone's preferences and, um, and that's getting to know people in relationships. But even if you don't, I think that there's a lot of social and cultural, um, marks and lines that, that are just standard, right? And that most everybody in the culture, if you're living in a, in a culture, an American culture, and you're, you know, within the community and you live and breathe in the society, you know where those, those marks and lines are. Um, and you know, everybody might have a little 
tiny difference, but you're going to know where those are. Um, and so make sure that you, that the people are around you, um, aren't overstepping those marks. And if they are, they're, they're most likely doing it on purpose. They're either doing it to belittle you. They are either, or they're doing it because they have a goal or a desire that is against your highest good. Um, or they really think very, very low of you and they think that you don't deserve any boundaries or you don't deserve those social marks like they do and that you would never be allowed to do that to them, but they could do it to you. Um, the next one is always expecting you to make exceptions for them. So um, they might overstep their mark or they might, might um, you know, overstep your personal boundaries and they always want an exception like, well, but I'm your best friend, right? I should be able to, you know, do that thing that really bothers you because, you know, I'm your best friend. Well, best friends wouldn't want to do something that really stress you out or really, you know, you know, maybe you have a, a personal emotional trigger. But they, they wouldn't want to tap into that because they know how harmful it is for you. And they would want to like coddle you through it. They wouldn't want to, you know, push you in the fire and make you just, you know, hurt and feel pain. Right. Um, so, and then they feel, they feel like they're above you. They feel like that you're below them, like that they, they are allowed to do things that you're not allowed to do um, to them. It's a contradiction for them. When you reject their requests, um, for, you know, if they ask you to do something, if they ask you to hang out, they will, um, most likely these people will gaslight you or they'll make you feel really bad for your decision to stand up for yourself or to do what you need to do. And um, that's a, a big sign of a toxic person. They treat you as a lower energy, oh, I can't say that word, a lower entity <laughs> than themselves and expect you to bow down to their demands. So this is usually a person who treats you lower than them, but then also when you do something in the relationship that bothers them, they usually request and demand um, an apology. So they usually want you to bow down to them. I'm like, I'm not talking to you ever again unless you come groveling back to me is usually how they're going to treat you. Those are toxic people. And these people you really need to stay away from. They're not healthy for you. Um, they, and it's not your job to heal them either. So when I was younger, I remember because I would be around unhealthy people. And then after I would find out they would, were unhealthy, I would really feel guilty, you know, cause you know, really unhealthy people are just, um, in pain. They're people that need, um, they need to he be healed, but I went into this bad cycle of feeling like that was um, partially my job to heal all these people. And I just want to remind everybody that it's no one's job to heal anybody. So anybody out there, even if you're like the nicest person on earth or an angel from heaven, it doesn't matter. It is not your job to heal people. Um, they will only heal through their attraction of of. Uh, what they desire. So if they don't desire to be healthy or it's not their time to be healthy, then so be it. But you need to walk away for your health. And that's the primary thing to remember. Okay. Which brings us back to one of the ways to stop being a people pleaser. The last way is to stop apologizing. Now our society, we have a really bad habit of apologizing 
for really small insignificant things. So if you notice people and people pleasers do this all the time where you'll be like in the grocery store and like you'll walk into like someone's line of where they were going to walk and you know, you didn't mean to, right? But you kind of both stop and you're like, oh, you go, no, you go. And usually if it's two women, they're both like, oh, sorry. Oh my God, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Nobody needs to be apologizing in those scenarios. You, If you did, like, you're not aggressively trying to cut them off your grocery cart, you don't need to be apologizing because really in the end, um, apologizing should be more of a sacred thing. It should be, have more energy behind it than we really are giving it and if we are apologizing for the little things, it takes away that, you know, that grandness of it actually being a big thing. And then also too, you don't need to be apologizing for who you are. You don't need to be apologizing for saying the wrong thing. Even like for an example, when you were walking um, into a group setting that you are late, right? And you didn't want to be late. You don't need to be apologizing for that. You can change it around. And instead of saying, sorry, I'm late guys, you can say, um, thank you so much for being, for, you know, waiting for me. You know, I almost said, I'm sorry. <laughs> just then, because like, we're so ingrained. See what I'm saying? It's like on manual mode that we are just constantly, um, we're constantly apologizing. We don't need to. So that's something to curb and to be mindful of too. So that's really the end of the people pleasing episode today. I hope that you gained so much insight from it. And if you are doing any of these people pleasing things, then I just really hope that you find resonance in this information and you um, curb your need and desire to people please other people because it's really unhealthy and it really isn't loving yourself. So go out there and love yourself. Stop your people pleasing habits and um, thanks for tuning in. All right. See you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.